1: A woohoo! A hand clapper, a high fiver. I kinda like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com,
2: choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com.
1: No purchase necessary DGW avoidment prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Live Nation presents concert week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Spentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Fistle Fuma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25 Until now through May 14th. Visit livenation.com slash concertweek to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, Owen oh, Two Door Cinema Club. You know that feeling when you walk into your home? Take a deep breath.
2: Let's it fly. He throws it.
1: FNTSY and Sports Grid Network present. Ball in his hands. Game on the line. Body, right. knows. Tipped up by Dad. At the horn.
2: Hardwood Takeaways.
1: It's Lillard. He got the shot off. Gone! gone.
2: What's up, friends? This is Hardwood Takeaways right here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. I am your host today. It is Chris Welsh. No Scott Bogman today, but don't worry, he'll be back with you again tomorrow. This is the November 7th edition of Hardwood Takeaways, and we have got a good old slate of basketball games to get through, and that is exactly what we're going to do. You can find me on Twitter at IsItTheWelsh. Find my boy Bogman over on Twitter at Bogman Sports, And make sure you subscribe to the podcast. We are on the places, the stuff and things, if you will. Just search Hardwood Takeaways, and you can listen to the podcast and make sure you don't miss any of this daily action. Monday through Friday, where Bogman and I are bringing you a lot of it, and we like to come in on Fridays, Not this week, but most weeks will come in on Fridays of a uh, dual episode where we're together talking about what's going around the NBA. Today, though, it is just me and your slate of games that went down on Wednesday the 6th. So let's get right into this bad boy, starting with the Pistons and the Knicks. The Pistons won 122-102. to Now, Andre Drummond keeps being one of the most valuable players in the NBA. Now, you know, is he going to be in line for an MVP award? Probably not. But he keeps putting up ridiculous numbers. A really astonishing plus 24 he was on a plus-minus scale. Plus 24 tonight. Uh, Played 35 minutes, was 12 for 16 from the field. 27 points, 12 rebounds, 7 assists with a steal. Continues to rock it. Markeith Morris scored 22, four rebounds, five assists, a couple steals, seven for 11 from the field in just under 30 minutes. Uncharacteristically, Tony Snell dropped 24 points. It was a perfect nine for nine and a perfect six for six from three. Really, really uncharacteristic Tony Snell game. He's one of those guys that he could play 35 minutes and have just completely empty stats across the board, but he was scoring pretty well. Uh, Luke Kennard, 12 points, 9 rebounds, 7 assists, was only 4 for 12 from the field, though, but almost put up a triple-double. And then off the bench, you had uh, Langston Galloway, 13 points with 6 assists. The team was 55% from the field, 50% from 3, and almost 80% from free throw. That's how you get it done. On the Knicks, and Julius Randle didn't get much on the boards front. Only 3 boards, 2 assists, a steal, a block, but 20 points was 8 for 15 from the field. Uh, Markeith's brother, Marcus Morris, 18, 4, and 3 steals in 33 minutes. Marcus Robinson hurt, only 8 minutes, 6 points, not good. R.J. Barrett, 15, 6, and 8 assists with 2 steals in 34 minutes. Off the bench, Kevin Knox scored 14, was 5 for 7 from the field. Kind of a good role for Kevin Knox, to be honest with you, if they can keep him that efficient. They were only 48% from the field, 44% from 3. They hit 11 of 25 compared to 15 of 30. Uh, threes for uh, Knicks to the Pistons, but 62% from the free throw line. That's not how you get it done. Uh, The Pistons scored 30 points in three of the four quarters and outscored the uh, the New York Knicks in every quarter, but the second quarter 34 31, but Detroit wins that alongside Andre Drummond continues to be one of the best players in the NBA and the Pistons now four and five on the season where the Knicks only have one win. Uh, the Pacers, they battled it out with the Wizards, and the Pacers won at home 121 to 106. Now, Malcolm Brogdon continues to be such a beast. 12 points, three rebounds, but 13 assists. But he wasn't beastly from the field. Only three for 14. Perfect free throw, though, in 35 minutes. TJ Warren dropped 21 with four rebounds. Uh, Demonis Sabonis. 13 points, 17 rebounds, 7 assists with 2 steals in 28 minutes, but only 4 for 11 from the field. Continues to be that mini Jokic that I see from him. And uh, hopefully the team doesn't move on from him. I know they have Miles Turner, but I see that type of stuff, and it's a guy who's just astonishing. Uh, Holiday, Aaron Holiday, 18 points, 2 rebounds, 7 for 10 from the field. But off the bench, Doug McDermott dropped 19 with 7 rebounds, 4 assists in 31 minutes. And the Pacers, as a team, shot 40, just under 47% from the field, 40% from three, and 81% from the free throw line. Over on the Wizards' end, this is amazing. Bonga and Hachimura both started. They played a combined 32 minutes. They scored zero points combined. They were 0 for 7 from the field. They got it done by Bradley Beal. He was 35-5. and 12 for 29 from the field in 41 minutes. Thomas Bryant scored 20, hit a double-double, 20 and 11 with two assists. He was six for 10 from the field and a really impressive seven for seven from the free throw line. Then off the bench, CJ Miles scored 15. Bertan scored 11 with four rebounds, two assists, hit three threes in the game. The team hit 13 threes, but they were 13 for 40, only 32%, under 40% from the field, but a perfect 19 for 19 from the free throw line. But it wasn't enough. You know, as a 4-4 and team, if they can steal a couple of these wins and just hold off till you get Oladipo, I'm telling you, the Pacers are going to be one of the scariest teams moving down the line. When you get Oladipo back, having Brogdon there, if you keep Sabonis with Miles Turner, they're going to... I mean, I love TJ Warren too. He's such a great uh, perimeter scorer. They're going to be scary. They're going to be a very, very scary team. What would be the game of the night in I don't know any other universe the Rockets and the Warriors not so much the Rockets did win though 129 to 112 but the roster that the Warriors put out is single-handedly still in my mind maybe the worst roster you've ever seen in NBA history Uh, I mean at least from a name perspective there were some decent performances but let's start with uh, the Houston Rockets on their side James Harden, 36 points, 4 rebounds, 13 assists with 3 steals and 3 blocks. What a night. 10 for 23 from the field, 6 for 16 from 3, and hit uh, 10 of 13 free throws. Russell Westbrook, 18 with 8 rebounds, 6 assists, and 2 steals. And I believe he moved, oh man, 18th all time in assists. And it looks like he's got a good path to get up to like, I think, 13th. 13th or 12th this season. Really amazing. Uh, 8 for 18 from the field. And only three turnovers. Russell Westbrook with the ball out of his hand a little bit more. Looking good. Clint Capella, he had a double-double. 19 points with 16 rebounds and six blocks. P.J. Tucker also had a double-double. 12 points. I'm sorry, 22 points. 11 rebounds, four assists. Nine for 14 from the field. All of the starters played 30 or more minutes. Only two players. Two players for the Rockets. Played more than, um, I wanted to say three minutes, but more than 10 minutes. It was Austin Rivers and McLemore. They both played in the 20-minute range. Austin Rivers, he scored 12 points in 27 minutes. The team, they put up 45 threes. They made 21 of them, though, 46%. They were just about 50% from the field, but only 63% from the free throw line. On the Warriors' end... They've got that really weird roster roster. Pascal had 19.6 rebounds, three assists. Glenn Robinson had a double double 15 and 11 in 34 minutes. Willie Colley Stein only played 20 and wasn't much of anything else as Bowman and Poole both scored in the single digits off the bench though. Alec Burks went off 28 points, eight rebounds, three assists, two steals in 31 minutes. He was 10 for 18 from the field and Spellman 13.7 rebounds in 18 minutes, a perfect six for six, not The Rock, I mean, it's not the Warriors we know. Only 33 threes put up with, like, and I say only, it's a team that would put up like 45. They hit 13 of 33, which is clearly an issue that this team has without the star power. And and the Warriors moved to two and six. Not the team that we know. They are desperate to get D'Angelo Russell back, and I believe he's pretty close to coming back. When you get Draymond Green and D'Angelo Russell back, it's going to help them a bit. But it's still the team is such an oddity. Uh, the Chicago Bulls they beat the Atlanta Hawks. They were a road team, one thirteen to ninety three, led by Travis Satoransky. That's not what you expected. 27.7 rebounds, 8 assists in 30 minutes. He was 10 for 13 from the field. Also hit four threes. Laurie Markkinen in 34 minutes, 17 points, 5 rebounds, 4 assists. Otto Porter, he left the game, which is not good. 13 points, hit three threes, though. And I just wanted to bring him up outside of telling you that he got banged up. 11 threes were made by the starters. Only two threes by the entire rest of the team off the bench. Kobe White was one for seven from three. And Thad Young was 1-4, for 13-33 for 33 overall, which is just under 40%. Uh, Zach Levine, a little bit slower of an offensive output night. 10 points, 8 rebounds, 4 assists with a couple steals and blocks. And Wendell Carter only played 13 minutes as well. Off the bench, you had Kobe White, who I mentioned, scored 10 points. Uh, Chris Dunn, 13 points with 5 steals in 20 minutes. The team, 50% from the field. On the Atlanta Hawks side, no John Collins as he is suspended. They had one player. In the starting lineup, one score double digits, not DeAndre Hunter, not Alex Young, not Trey Young and not Cam Reddish, It was Jabari Parker in 29 minutes, scored 18 points, five rebounds with an assist and two steals. He was six for 12 from the field that uh, Trey Young three for 12 from the field. Oh, for eight from the three point line, abysmal night, nine points, three rebounds, three assists, Cam Reddish was 1 for 8 from the field. DeAndre Hunter 1 for 7. I mean, everything went wrong. Vince Carter scored 14 off the bench. Herter scored 12 in 24 minutes. But they had lost this thing before it started. I mean, they, they were outscored 33 to 19 in the first quarter. They did not score more than 28 points in a single quarter. 40% from the field, 20% from 3. 6 for 30. That's not going to get it done. They are hurting without John Collins, and that's probably going to continue a little bit. The Raptors and the Kings, which is a pretty good game. The Raptors won 124 to 120 at home. They were led by Pascal Siakam. Always big nights. 23 points, 13 rebounds, 5 assists with 2 steals in 37 minutes. Mm. Anobi, 18 points, 6 and 5. Cal Lowry had 24 with 6 assists. And off the bench, Serge Ibaka. 21 points, 6 rebounds, 2 assists, 2 steals in 24 minutes, 9 for 16 from the field. They hit 14 of 29 threes, 55% from the field, and a very nice 83% from free throw, led by Pascal Siakam. I think, at the end of the day, Pascal Siakam is going to have to be considered. I, I think, like, two months from now, we will be at least acknowledging that he's in the consideration for an MVP. Like, I I don't think he wins it, obviously, with, you know, star power and, you know, the popularity contest, but I think he's just one of those players. He's so underrated. I can't stop talking about him. Uh, On the Kings end, Buddy Heald scored 21 points with eight rebounds in 32 minutes. He was seven for 16 from the field, as was DeAndre Fox, who was seven for 16, scored 17 points, though, seven rebounds, nine assists. Harrison Bardens led the way with 26 points, four rebounds, four assists. Rashawn Holmes and Bielitsa both struggled. They combined for 13 points and a combined 16 or 6 for 15 from the field. Off the bench, you did have uh, 22 points from Bogdanovich. Joseph scored 10. Ariza scored 5. They were 20 for 44 from three-point range. They had a lower field goal percentage than their threes and about 76% from the field. Kings moved to 2-6, and, and the Toronto Raptors are now 5-2. and two. That takes us to the Grizzlies and the Timberwolves. The Grizzlies won at home 137-121. to 121. Big scoring game. We had a big night from Ja Morant and Brooks. Dylan Brooks, 31 points, 4 rebounds. Ja Morant, 26 points, 4 rebounds, 4 assists. Valanchunas had a double-double, 10-14. Double, Jay Crowder scored 18. Hey, look, Jaron Jackson in the starting lineup. 0-5. Oh, for five. No points, 4 rebounds, 2 assists. Ugh. Oh. Brandon Clark, though, off the bench, 18 points with eight rebounds, two assists, 52 percent uh, from three, 56 percent, almost 57 from the field and 83 percent from free throw. That's how you get it done. Carl Anthony Towns returned from his suspension with his uh tangle up with Joel Embiid Played 34 minutes, was eight for 19 from the field. He put up 11 threes, only made three of them. 25 points, 13 rebounds with two assists and two blocks. Rob Covington, Bob 13 points, only 5 for 11 from the field. But Andrew Wiggins, 30 points on 11 for 21. Culver also scored. Uh, Culver had actually a really nice game. 15 points, 5 rebounds, 7 assists. Only 5 for 13 from the field, though, but played 30 minutes. Off the off the bench, Graham scored 20 points in 32 minutes. Poorish 3 points, around 35%, just around 45% from the field. But the Grizzlies led the way. The Grizzlies scored, oh man, they almost scored 30 points every single quarter, Third quarter, they scored 29. Otherwise, it was 37, 35, 36. Big old scoring game here. The Wolves moved to four and three, and the Grizzlies, two and five. The Mavericks and the Magics. This one came down to one point. Point, Dallas Mavericks, 107 to 106. On the Mavericks, and they were led by Luka Doncic, 27 points with seven rebounds, seven assists, 10 for 21 from the field. It was only one for seven from three, though. The rest of the starting lineup really struggled. Kristaps Porzingis, only four for 14 from the field, 10 points, eight rebounds. Dwight Powell, 12 points with eight rebounds, but uh, Finley had four points. Curry was in the lineup for a bit, only played seven minutes, five points. Off the bench, though, Hardaway Jr., Berea, Kyber, and Jackson all scored double-digit points. The team, 35% from three and 43% from the field. On the Magic's end, what a night for Jonathan Isaac. He just missed a five by five. I was just talking with Bogman on the, in this league fantasy basketball podcast about Jonathan Isaac. And you know, we're talking about him comparative to Brandon Ingram. And you see performances like this. I have a really hard time believing what Isaac's been doing, but this is shutting me up. 13 points, 10 rebounds, five assists, four steals and six blocks. The guy has only had one game the entire season where he has not had double digit blocks. He's a monster. 32 minutes, 5 for 8 from the field. Aaron Gordon scored 23 with 4 rebounds in 37 minutes. Markel Fultz in the starting lineup, 11 points, 3 steals, 2 assists. Vucevic said he needed to be better, and he was. 19 points, 11 rebounds, 7 assists in 33 minutes, and Fournier scored 9 in 28. Off the bench, DJ Augustine and Michael Carter-Williams both, both scored 13 points in 20-plus minutes. 25% from 3, though. That is ultimately what hurts them. This team, you know, I think they're sneaky. Like, they're not quite like Phoenix Suns sneaky, where I think the Phoenix Suns team as a whole is more complete. But this team might be like a really good outside three-point shooter away from stealing some big wins on teams. The Orlando Magic should be feared a bit. Uh, Utah Jazz and the 76ers, Joel Embiid, also returned, but it wasn't enough as Utah won 106-104. to They were led by Donovan Mitchell, who scored 24 points with eight assists, my guy, Rudy Gobert, 14 and 16 with three steals in 36 minutes. Mike Conley scored 15 with six rebounds in 34. And Bogdanovich, 20 points, six rebounds, five assists off the bench. Joe Engels 16 points with six for 11 from the field. The team, 36% from three, 46% from the field, but a uh, nasty 66% from the free throw line. But it was enough. As they beat the 76ers, Joel Embiid in his return, big old night, outside of his field goal percentage. He was five for 16 from the field in 36 minutes, but 16 for 18 from three. He scored 27 points with 16 rebounds and two blocks in 36 minutes. Ben Simmons knocked out of the game. Only 10 uh, 10 minutes he played with two points. Josh Richardson, 24 points, four rebounds, four assists. Tobias Harris scored 16 with seven rebounds as well. And Ben Simmons on the injury had a minor shoulder sprain. So uh, keep an eye on that. Doesn't look like it's anything too serious off the bench. You had NATO scored 11 points with four rebounds, 32% from three, 41% from the field. Not enough, though. Both teams have five wins. 5-3 uh, and three for the Jazz, 5-2 and two for the 76ers. And then the final game, which as I'm recording this, is just finishing up, so I'm going to be able to give you the third quarter highlights, but the Bucks are up 96-89 uh, as I am recording this. GA is closing in on triple-double, 25 points, 12 rebounds with 6 assists. Uh, George Hill having a big night, 22 points in uh, 17 minutes off the bench as I'm doing this. Brooke Lopez got 4 blocks in the game. Chris Middleton's struggling a bit, only 3 for 9 from the field. And on the Clippers end, Montrezl Harrell in the starting lineup, 30 points. 30 points going into the fourth quarter in 31 minutes 12 for 18. Lou Williams in the starting lineup because you have no Kawhi Leonard. Paul George is still not back, but Lou Williams 25 points, 7 for 19 from the field. He's holding them up, doing that, but they need to get Kawhi back and you know the Kawhi stuff is um the Kawhi stuff is concerning. You know, he made a big deal about like, I really want to, you know, get a full slate in this year. Don't want to be held to back to backs. And it looks, it looks as worse as it's ever been. It looks as worse as it's ever been with Kawhi Leonard. And uh, I would be concerned. Now, Paul George, though, there's a rumor that Paul George could be back this coming week. So he could be back or next week, I should say, like the Monday, Tuesday slate. You might see him coming back and that could be big because It does give the team, I mean, it could be bad also from a Kawhi Leonard standpoint, but it gives the team an opportunity to alternate if that is something that they really wanted to do. You know, having one of those stars is key. And, you know, the success of the Clippers from last year, even into this year, is having like this, you know, solid, I mean, last year it was a solid first unit with a really unbeatable second unit. If you have Leonard and Paul George, you have an almost unbeatable first unit with Lou Williams and Montrezl Harrell coming in on the second unit, and that's impossible. That's what makes the Clippers, I think, so, so dangerous. But I'm worried about Kawhi Leonard. I'm very, very worried that this is going to continue to linger. I would like to see some stuff strung along. I don't know if we're going to get that, though. So that is uh, your look and your slate of games from uh, November 6th, the Wednesday set of games. Bogman is going to have you covered for Thursday. And going to take you into the weekend. We continue on into week three. Some good stuff. We're on the precipice of Paul George coming back. We've got Joel Embiid and Carl anthony Towns back. We're soon enough going to get DeAndre Ayton back. We're going to have to wait a little bit longer. Is the NBA really cracking down on the suspension stuff as we had just learned that John Collins suspended for 25 games or 24 now that you're doing that? But that is the show, my friends. Hope you guys enjoyed it. A nice little brief recap of the NBA and what it was on November 6th. I'm your host, Chris Welsh. Find me on Twitter at IsItTheWelsh. Until next time, friendos, this is Hardwood Takeaways right here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network.
1: At luckylandslots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group, void or prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Spentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids, Bop Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissle Fuma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit livenation.com/concertweek to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul. 41, 30 seconds to Mars. Oh, and Two Door Cinema Club.
2: I'm so excited to tell you J.C.
1: Penney and country music singer-songwriter Walker Hayes are partnering together on a new limited-time men's collection for the everyday guy. What I love about Walker Hayes is his laid-back nature. He's a family man and being a country mega star while also having seven kids, you know he likes to keep his style cool and casual.